Love Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth and Alan Greer, and today we're going to be talking about print marketing. Thanks for joining us today, Alan. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Good. Before we get started, I thought I'd tell you who's coming up next. Next week we have Jim Hunter, who bought Home Doctors Franchising System, now calling it HD Franchising. He's going to be with us on November 9th. Alan, you've been in the printing business for 31 years. That's a long time. I certainly don't look like it, do I? Oh. Maybe I do. <laughs> there was a pause there. Maybe I do. Well, that's why we're doing radio. <laughs> People say I have a face for radio. Okay, you got into the printing business as a press operator, moved in, into production, and finally into print sales. You started your own business as a print broker in 1998. Uh, during that period of time, you developed a piece of software you call Streamline. Uh, right. which is st- still in use today. Uh, to th- we're going to have to talk a little bit about what Streamline is. I will, sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, because that's the name of a of another software company, isn't it, here in town? Mm. Uh, I thought it was a hospital software called Streamline. Uh, you know, I, I believe there is. It's totally different. Totally know, different. Totally different. But you, you that's not the name of our company. That's just the name of the product. Okay. In 2006, you successfully sold your business to uh, GBS, Northern Ohio Company. Uh, in t- September of 2011, you you left them to start a new company called Print Web Technologies, and you have two partners in that company, uh, Adam Smith and Dennis Z. Uh, currently, uh, what what is the the products or services that that Print Web uh, produces for people? Well, Mike, right now we have three different main products. Uh, the first one we've already mentioned, Streamline. And Streamline is really a marketing management application. It helps companies from project management all the way through production and fulfillment. Uh, it really is a very uh, robust site. that, And it's typically for larger companies that have a lot of marketing needs and they need to manage it. Um, the, our second product is called Print for a Purpose. And what we've developed uh, and really kind of was the catalyst of starting ProWeb Technologies um, with my two other partners is helping nonprofit organizations uh, raise funds um, through that web-based tool. And you've probably heard of, you know, the Snapfishes of the world and the Hallmark.com, Kodak.com, where you can take a photograph, you can mm-hmm. upload it, you can create a greeting card, you can create a canvas print, a poster. Sure. Yeah, things like that. So uh, what we do, we, we allow people to do the same thing, um, except we attach it to a cause. So 
Uh, one of our uh, customers here in town is the Marvin Lewis Community Fund, for instance. So you can go to their site and say, if you took a, a great photo of your family vacation mm-hmm. and you wanted to make a canvas print of that, sure. you can go to their site. You can go to the print for a purpose um, section. There's a link on their homepage. And you can upload that picture and you can create your greeting card or your poster. You do paper, canvas, and wall clings, um, which are uh, vinyl um Posters are basically will adhere to any flat surface, and you can peel them back off and things like that. It's much like a fathead if you've heard of fatheads before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but the, what the difference is, the proceeds we give 25% of the purchase price back to the cause to help them raise money. So, you know, people are already do, using the snapfishes of the world and all those kind of things, but we kind of take it with us. Well, some of our listeners might not know what a snapfish is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Snapfish is actually owned by Hewlett Packard HP, and it's probably one of the largest sites where you can go out there and you can create your greeting cards and those kind of things. But it, you know, and it's a great service. But there's no, it's not attached to a cause, so you're not you're not helping an organization by using that site. Even though you know you can certainly use it and get a nice print done for your family or whatever. Um, you know, our contention is. You know, if you're going to do it, do the same thing, but why not support somebody while you're doing it? Um, our costs are comparable, if not lower, uh, across the board. Um, so that's that's the incentive for doing it. Plus, you know, we you know, and we are somewhat selective about the nonprofits that we want to work with. Um, you know, I can't say we're going to work with everybody, but um, you know, we uh, are certainly open to help any worthwhile nonprofit that's out there. So uh, then thirdly is we're excited about, uh, we have a product called Chamber Direct. We have um, a partnership with Cincinnati USA Regional Chamber that uh, helps chamber members with their marketing efforts. And what we've done is we've created a web-based tool that allows people to create direct marketing campaigns. And our our mantra is with a correct, uh, create a direct mail campaign in five minutes or less, which you can truly do. with that uh, um, software, there are templates in there where you can create a postcard or you can create a letter that, you know, so you don't have to go out and purchase creative and, and work through all that and then go out and, you know, try to get a printer to do it and all that kind of stuff. This is all encompassed in one tool. So you can pick the template, you can up, upload your logo to it, you can add your content um, and submit it, and then we print it and mail it for you. Uh, along with that, there's another option that you can, if you do have your own printer or whatever, you can still create it. You can download a high-res PDF. And then with that, you also get the HTML component, which you could also then take. And if you use Constant Contact or Exact Target, which are email uh, blasting tools, um, you can take that HTML, plug it into that tool, and do your own email blast with it. Um, then obviously with the PDF, you can use it any way you want. You can keep it, and you could email that to people, or you could... You know, take it to your local printer, whatever you want to do. Uh, but if you want us to do it, it's all, you know, you input your information, upload your database, which, you know, with the database, you can also get through the chamber. Um, and we take care of it from there. So, How long have you been offering that service? We launched it, um, gosh, I think it was the end of April of this year. So it's a relatively new product. Okay. And... How well accepted has it been uh, by chamber members? Well, we haven't had a lot of traction yet. Um, some of it because not only did we we launched it, uh, but we still had a lot of marketing to do behind it. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we did uh, some telemarketing with it. Had a real good response rate. Um, we actually targeted about 1,500 um, members because what what the tool is really meant for is the chamber membership um, are 80% of the membership are 50 employees or less. Sure, and we're talking about the uh, Greater Cincinnati Chamber here. That is correct, yes. And actually, they're fifth largest in the country. And how many members so, do they have right now? The, you know, yeah, I have to check with that. I know it's over 5,000, but I don't know the exact number. Okay. Yeah. So we we targeted 1,500 uh, initially, and we had over 200 positive responses to that telemarketing campaign. It's not uh, bad. No, I, I thought it was very good. I, I really did. So, um, and some of the people, you know, it's just it's just a timing issue. Um, you know, when people are ready, you know, we've had a lot of good response about it. Um, so, you know, we've had a little bit of traction, but certainly not not nearly what we want. Um, so, who did the telemarketing for you, Alan? Uh, Blue Chip Marketing did it for us. Okay. They're, a cha- they're obviously a chamber member. Uh, yeah, they actually did a very good job for us. Good. Well, since, since you brought up telemarketing, I thought I should should mention that we ha- we're having a another cold call camp, which will be coming up in January. For those people who are interested, they can contact me or Carmen here at the office seven five three ninety four hundred. Alan, maybe you can tell our get our listeners what the Streamline product really does. Sure, be glad to. Streamline is a marketing management web application that helps companies control their marketing pretty much across the board uh, from project management. For one of our clients, for instance, is a large real estate firm. For them, we have over 12,000 users on the system. So that handles their marketing initiatives for print, PR, public relations, ads for magazines and newspapers, and also their electronic ads that they're going to be posting maybe, you know, on social media with their Facebook postings or things of that nature. Uh, So what they do is if you're out in the field and you want something created, you submit basically a marketing request. It's an online form that that goes through an approval process internally, and then it goes into a queue in the software that they can manage the product. So once it gets through that process, then their marketing department will dole it out to whatever – whatever media needs to produce it. If it's going to be printed, it comes to us. And we will go out and through the same application, uh, we will go out and solicit pricing through approved suppliers that are in the system. So it will take and basically bid out the work to approve suppliers. And because they're all approved, we, it's pretty much a bidding thing and pretty much the low price gets it most of the time. We can certainly override that if there's, you know, extenuating circumstances for deadlines or whatever. But, and so then we see it through. So we take all the production end off of their plate. We deal with the suppliers. We deal with the proofing issues. We uh, see it all the way through to final delivery. Uh, With that, we also have a fulfillment center that uh, our warehouse is in Tampa, Florida. And we do all our distribution out of that warehouse for them. So if you're, out again, out in the field and you need a brochure, closing materials, listing presentations, those kind of things, you can go online, you order that, and we will pack that and ship it to you directly. So, you know, and then there's also some codes. There's a lot of reporting that their accounting folks use and things like that. So that's kind of a typical scenario for that application. So does that application live on client computers, or is it a web-based application? It's web-based, strictly web-based. 
So yeah, and that's that, that was our choice to go that way because we you know, we people can access it from wherever they are, you know, when it, you know, whenever. In in that case, in the real estate, you know, for individual agents, a lot of them are working out their home or whatever. It's just much more better type of value. Yeah, it's much more convenient to use being web based. Sure, Alan, we're going to take a a short break here, and we'll be right back. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is, their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with... Alan Greer. Alan, you did a great job of explaining what your company does, Brick Web Technologies. Why don't you now tell them how to get a hold of you after the show? Sure, I'd love to. This is my favorite part. Now, you can do our website. The website is printwebtech.com, and it's just printwebtechtech.com. You can certainly call us. Our toll free number is 877 407 7392. Again, 877 877- Four zero seven seven three nine two. I can certainly email me directly. My email is ag at printwebtech.com. Again, ag at printwebtech.com. So love to talk to anybody who's listening needs more information. Love to share it with you. Good. So you have a, a, a pretty unique mix of products at PrintWeb. How are you going to market besides the chamber connection? For which product? Well, which product would you like to talk about first? Which <laughs> right. Well, the, what's your business plan say about that? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. We actually, with our uh, uh, with our streamline, I'll kind of touch on that because that's been a recent uh, discussion uh, in our company. And one thing we are looking at doing is the licensing streamline for organizations who may want to take this and do it themselves. We've always been involved in handling the whole process. The, we see a little bit of trend where uh, companies may want to take it internal and handle it themselves. So we're looking at that business model right now. 
Um, so take this web-based application, which is now a shared application among multiple client companies, and make it unique to an individual company. Correct. Exactly. Right. And then with that, you know, we would we would handle obviously the customization for them and probably hosting and things like that, so they don't have to worry about servers and all those larger issues that sometimes people don't consider. But um, yeah, but you know, in that case, other than that, they would be using it and on a daily basis within their own company and and doing most of the internal maintenance themselves. Do you have salespeople? No, we don't. You are looking at him, and for people listening, talking to him. So, and what, I am are you two, what are you two partners do in the company? Uh, Adam Smith. Um, Adam Smith owns a company called Sound Press Design, and he does web application development. So when we first started talking about getting together, and as I was talking a little bit earlier about the Print for a Purpose platform, um, which we can talk a little bit more about as well, that um, he and I got together talking about that. And both really wanted to do it, so and then things kind of escalated. We decided to start Print Web Technologies. Um, so I always tell everybody he's the smart guy in the business, and so he, he's he's very savvy on the on web development things like that. Other partner, Dennis Zeke, uh, he is the uh, kind of our production guy. He's um, does a lot of the direction behind the scenes as far as making sure that products are done, working with suppliers. And just pretty you know, back end office type of type of responsibility. So Dennis and I have known each other for gosh for probably 25 years. Dennis also came from the print industry, um, and so it, it, it's been a very very good partnership. So you've had the partnership for about a year now. Yes. Good. Uh, in your opinion, what do you see in the marketplace? What are the possibilities? What are the opportunities? Um, I think the opportunities are great. Um, typically, most of you know, and you probably deal with the same thing, Mike. When you, when you're talking to organizations, what are some of their their problems uh, with the economy the way it's been? You know, everybody's trying to do more with less, mm-hmm. and that's a sweet spot for us because that's what we really focus on. Companies are either looking to try to save money. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to make more money. You know, that's why they're in business, I hope. Um, so, and that's what our tools do. I, they really do both. Um, you know, I, we actually had an article on the Inquirer recently and had, had just had a very, very nice quote from the real estate firm that we that we work with telling folks that they've saved over $250,000 for using our platform, and that's their words, not ours. So it's pretty strong. $250,000 saved. a lot of money, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of money. So plus this, the efficiencies it creates internally, which is hard to even quantify because of the time, you know, we're dealing with all the outside sources. They they don't have to spend the time internally to deal with, you know, if they're going to go out and get a print quote, for instance, if people are used to doing that, you know, you can take, you know, a lot of times they're getting three quotes. Uh, you're getting calls from three different companies. Not only that, you know, the sales reps are calling you. Um, even afterwards, you know, so we take all that off their plate. You know, any any printed company that wants to contact them talks to us. So they, they just don't have to deal with that. They can continue on to do what they do more, what we call value-added work internally. Instead so, of, so this has been terribly successful for a regional real estate firm. In every market in America, there's at least three regional real estate firms. What's happened uh, when you've contacted and talked to other re- regional real estate firms? Well, the for that particular um 
company, we kind of have an agreement. We, we're not dealing with other real estate firms within their market. Um, so if you, you could do the same thing in Los Angeles. We could. In Chicago. Yeah. We are talking to somebody in San Francisco right now. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, you, I've never been to San Francisco, so I'm hopeful that works out. I'd love to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you, you, you have a market advantage for a real estate firm that you're only selling to one uh, realtor in a market area. That might be uh, close to finding a Sandler Payne. That is true. Yes. Good. Okay. And uh, what do you think of the obstacles uh, to wide-scale adoption of your, your services? Um, I think what we have seen a little bit is um, from a it's, it's got to be a decision from the top because sometimes the traditional people that are per, doing the marketing purchasing right now have perceived us possibly as a little bit of a threat Mm-hmm. Uh, because they see as, hey, that's part of my job. That's what I do. Are they? Am I still going to be valued by my company if I lose some of those responsibilities? Um, we have found that to be totally opposite because we feel that those people can all of a sudden be m- much more productive in their job than dealing with outside of all these outside um, uh, issues that they have to deal with uh, and can serve the company a lot better. By so. Is it the sale to the top, or is it a sale to the middle that you have to do? In the case of Streamline, mm-hmm. uh, it's the top for sure. Okay. It's got to be somebody who has a vested interest in the bottom line. Good. Uh, so you've been a Sandler client for how many years, Alan? I think it's been 10 years. Good. Haven't been to class in a while. No. Uh, did you read the Sandler book behind you, Five Minutes with Vito? I have, yes. Ah. No, actually, no. I, I've, Pick I've, the book I, up. I've uh, read Selling to Vito. Selling to Vito. Yes. This, this, this book came out about three years ago. Um, it was our first uh, joint venture with Tony Paranello, and it, it does have both Sandler language in it and Vito language. But and we do have copies of it here. In fact, for being on the show today, Alan, I'm going to give you a copy of that book. That is so nice. Open up to page 121. I think that's the page. It has a letter on it. A letter to Vito. Getting close. Okay. Does it have a letter on it? It does. You don't ask me to read it. I don't have my glasses. You don't have your glasses? No. Okay. Let's say to our audience, it's got a, a short letter. DeVito, uh, which is printed without stationery. It's got a bold headline, uh, and it, it opens, uh, uh, Dear Mr. DeVito, uh, we've helped cut time and expenses into, ex- into an extremely effective business tool for five other CEOs in the manufacturing industry like you, while enhancing the customer's ability concentrate on their core competencies. We've accomplished this in one or more of the following ways. The letter has a strong PS in it. PS, I'll call your office on Thursday, May 29th at 9.30. If this is an inconvenient time, please have your 
Tommy, which is his name for highly paid administrative assistant, Mm -hmm. inform me when I call as to when I should call again. That letter is probably worth the whole price of the book. You can get the copies of the book on uh, RothConsulting.net. Hit the store button and look for the for the books. Highly effective marketing technique. And then it will be used. Thank you. If you if if you you're out there and you're selling Tavito, this Sandler product is close to perfect. Now you may need some President's Club help to understand what we wrote in the book, but it's there. I had the uh, fortune of being one of the proofreader, ghostwriter advisors on the book. And so I'm telling you, it's got a lot of stuff in it, and it's organized so that it's usable. Let's talk about long-term strategic plan for your new company, Alan. Can you share uh, with our listeners how you created one? Right now we are looking... um Strategic plan is pretty much done internally. We do have some uh, what I what I consider business advisors, but um, we, we pretty much rely on talking with our customers um, and really the people we're connected with. Uh, one being the chamber, the Cincinnati uh, chamber. Um, it, you know, so we, we kind of want to be on the on the same page with them, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, because with our system called Chamber Direct, uh, it's really a benefit for the chamber members. Um, you know, we're, it's not about nobody even really has to even know it's us for that matter. I mean, our names on it and things like that, but it, it's really not what it's about. It's really trying to help um, smaller companies that don't have a large marketing department get the word out in a cost-effective and easy manner. Um, because you know, face it, most of the smaller companies, a lot of times it may be an office manager doing this. Um, and that could be, you know, one of, you know, five things that they need to be doing at any given moment. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to make it easier for them. And so part of our strategy there is to uh, market to the chamber members. Um, and eventually our plans are, um, our five-year plan is to get it out uh, in chambers, hopefully around the country. Um, you know, so we want to get some adoption here. Um, and like anything, it, it is a new product. You know, we are still seeking feedback from users and things like that, how we can enhance it. Um, but long-term goal is to get it out to uh, any chamber who can benefit from this type of technology. And you introduced this product when? Uh, April this year. April. So it really is almost a brand-new product. It really is. Less than six months old. It really is, yes. So have you made any enhancements to the product from day of release to today? No, we really haven't yet. Um, the we have some things on the table, um, but the the tool in and of itself, we did a lot of research up front um, and talking with the chamber and some and some chamber members. Uh, so for for the immediate direct mail needs, it's 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 pretty robust. Um, some of the issues that uh, right now we've been talking about are possibly adding more templates. Uh, it's hard to have a template for every possible scenario. <laughs> it's virtually impossible. So you know we you know we, we put a few out there that we that are somewhat generic but they look nice. Um, but you know if you're a landscaper for instance, you're going to probably want something that has a nice lawn or whatever. Um, so if you have that if you have that uh, imagery already done, well you can you can get that to us. You still get the same pricing. We'll still go through the same process. But if you have art supplied, not a problem. Um, a longer-term goal with uh, print for a purpose, and I know we haven't really talked on that too much, um, 
but uh, we are um, looking to um, you know have tracks here in Cincinnati, which we do have tracks in here in Cincinnati. Uh, we want to make that more of a national effort. And ultimately, I want to franchise it. Um, we our vision is with this is um, uh, probably geared towards moms who um, you know would like to have a second income, maybe for the family. And their kids are at school, and they once and they if they could have a, a project to do between nine and two every day, uh, and create some income, that's uh, a longer term vision for ours. Because basically, you know, um, print for a purpose, it can be used for churches, schools, local, a lot of local community uh, people looking to raise money. Um, but we're not going to know schools and churches in Dallas. So uh, if we set up regions and uh, work out a franchise agreement with um, you know, these folks, they can do this in their local community and still help a lot of great causes that we would never know about. That's so. great. Alan, we're going to take a short break here. We're going to be uh, listening to a Sandler rule, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm George Donovan with Sandler Training. I'm here to talk to you about rule number 19, never help the prospect end the interview. We've all been on sales calls where it's been uncomfortable and the prospect's acting uninterested or maybe even a little bit hostile. Your inclination is to close your portfolio, get up and walk out, but don't. This rule calls for you to hang in there. Ask the question that gets the issue on the table. Chances are it's not you. Maybe it's your company's past performance that's the problem, or perhaps another company that sells similar products or services. Or maybe it's another salesperson that has nothing to do with you or your company, but you'll never know unless you ask. So it sounds something like this. Let's suppose your prospect's name was Bill. You'd say, Bill, you seem a little bit skeptical. Is there something that I've said or done that's made you feel this way? And if it is, could we talk about it? Or maybe you say, Bill, I sense that there's a problem. Would it be okay if we talked about that for a minute? So the important part is that you ask. It takes the pressure off of you, and it helps the prospect work through the issue so you can get by it and get back to the interview. So the next time you're in an uncomfortable sales call, don't bail. Hang in there and remember rule number 19. Never help the prospect end the interview. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Alan Greer. And uh, before we get started on the third segment, I'm going to tell you about what's coming up in January. We have our Sandler Networking Works uh, course. That's a four-week course run on Monday mornings. That's open to both President's Club members and non-President's Club members. If you're interested in attending, uh, the, the normal fee is $199. Mentioned to Carmen that you, when you sign up that you heard about it on the radio show, you'll get a 50% discount. Uh, second announcement is uh, for Sandler President's Club members and, and clients, the second annual 
Client Summit is going to be February 14th and 15th in Orlando, Florida. A great place to be, Alan, in the, in the middle of the winter. I can't agree more. It's going to be held at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa, which is across the street from uh, downtown Disney. Uh, it will have a theme of no guts, no gain. Or, parenthetically, headed by Mike Roth, how to get tougher in sales. Uh, the clients will have an opportunity to participate on one of two sides of that program, uh, a sales management track, company owner track, and a salesperson track. They'll be addressed by uh, Dave Matson, our CEO, as well as a number of sales trainers. There'll be ample networking opportunities, uh, both at lunch and uh, a cocktail hour for uh, clients to talk to Sandler trainers from all over the world. We'll probably have about 350 of the Sandler trainers from around the world and at the uh, at the program. Okay, Alan, we were uh, going to be talking about something more, uh, I don't want to call it difficult, but different. I like to ask our guests, and we have a, because we have a theory here that Simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem in your business, you need a complex solution. So maybe you could share with our guests a complex problem that you've encountered any place in your career and the equally complex solution that you use to solve the problem and the solution logic could be transferred to another company or situation. Sure. You know what? May, maybe a good place to start is the Streamline product. Um, you know, and uh, it, it's a it's a complex solution. Um, however, uh, with that, we like to make it feel like an easy solution for the customer. How many years ago did you actually develop that product the first time? Yeah, the first time we actually. I'm trying to. I think we started probably. Um, Gosh, around 2000 mm-hmm. is when we started development. Myself and one of uh, my employees at the time, we worked together to develop it. Um, and, and, and the problem that we were solving was I had been in the printing business for a long time. Um, I realized people, well, I shouldn't say everybody, most people did not really know how to buy print. Um, they're totally reliant on the salespeople, uh, and, and again, I'm not saying everybody, but in a large part, they're relying on the salespeople giving them accurate information. What I also found is salespeople will only kind of tell them what their company can do. Uh, so, it you know, if they didn't have the exact right equipment or something like that, they really wouldn't tell them that. They would take the job and get it, and then they would farm out whatever work they had to do and so forth, and some of that's still done today. But... Um, with that, working for a particular company, you really couldn't offer every alternative because your company maybe not didn't do that process. So we liked we we took the that kind of off the plate. Where we initially came in as kind of on a consultative basis, looked at everything they were doing and and worked out a plan. Say, here's what we feel you ought to do. Here's our here are the printers we think ought to be involved in the process. Um, and and help them that way, and it really dramatically cut costs. 
gave them a very good quality product and saved them a lot of internal time. So um, we said, why not take that and try to make, try to put that online? So you can also help them manage um, the stuff up front too, because not only is it do you do a job the first time, a lot of times you know they come up for reprints. There's issues that, that come up during the production process. So um, as part of the streamline application, you can keep all those records in the system. So you know, hey, this is what we did last time. This is who we used. This is how much it costs. Based on the usage, um, hey, you know, this lasted us six months. So maybe that's not enough. Maybe we need to buy enough to last a year or whatever the situation be. But it just helps them buy more intelligently. Um, so that is, you know, for them, um, Obviously, the problem is more complex for some companies than others, depending on how much they have going on at any given moment. Um, but with a large company, like, again, reverting back to the real estate company that we work with, uh, it's very complex because they get requests from all over. We have over 12,000 users on the system for them. So there's a lot going on. Uh, and to manage that internally, before we came into the picture, they were doing it all by fax, all by phone calls, keeping track of, you know, hey, what happened six months ago is virtually never happened. Um, so, you know, in that case, it, it, you know, it was a complex problem. So, so the Streamline actually keep track also of the uh, most current revision of a piece of literature? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And you sure can does. go back and figure out or, or the Streamline tell you what we changed the last time. We changed the, the phone number for the office in Hyde Park. Right. Will it do that? Sure. Yeah, it has a project management queue in it where anything that happens on a project, you can you add to that. You can upload files. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can put PDFs on there. You can route PDFs for approvals. Um, it's you know, it, and it'll keep all that. Uh, in their case, um, they'll go through all that process and then they'll actually post the final copy as a PDF. Is is the most recent revision. Um, so they can revert back to that at any time. So. So it sounds like it's a pretty comprehensive system. It is. It is very complex. It was very complex to create. Uh, it took us um, almost two years uh, to get it before we actually physically launched it. Um, it's like anything else. You know, when I first started, I was like, oh, I know, I know the process so well, and everything else. But you know, there's a lot of issues that come up on the production process, and especially when you have a lot of different, um, you know techniques, types of jobs, to, to get something that can cover it all, it's very complex. What do you think, uh, Alan, your your customers are actually looking for in the marketplace today? I think most of the people that we work with, their, their biggest problem is trying to stay out in the forefront um, and buy intelligently. Uh, everybody's concerned about, hey, you know, obviously to return on investment. So, uh, say for direct mail, for instance, you know, if they're going to, uh, which still I think is, you know, it may sound passe a little bit, but it's still one of the best effective, most effective marketing tools out there. Um, but they, they want to know that, hey, if I spend the money, you know, I only have X amount of budget, what can I do to maximize my return on that on that investment? So, so let's let's pretend you take off your vendor hat for a minute, mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask you to put on a consultant's hat. You only get paid for consulting. What do you tell a potential buyer to look for or how to select a 
marketing services, print, web, uh, direct mail company? How do you select the vendor? Um, in our case, um, I don't really want them to select the vendor. We want to select the vendors for them. And so what, what we tell people is that there's usually not any one particular vendor who's going to solve everything, every need that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we typically go in with, hey, what is, what's your, what's your biggest problem? In business, and I say problem because I, you know, people say challenges, whatever. A lot of times it's a problem, <laughs> and they need a they need a solution to it. So we will listen to what what's going on in their in their business, and we take it from a marketing stand. But at the end of the day, most of it evolves around marketing, you know, and getting in front of people and getting their product out in front of people. So how are they going to do it? We we don't we don't tell you to go in and say hey you know uh, call this printer call this printer call this printer call this agency anything like that um, what we'll go in is uh, listen to everything that is going on in their company and we'll then we'll come back and say hey here's our recommendations um, but we want to be the ones who who provide the service for them because we are very adamant about we can do it more effective than they can do it themselves. So what does an ideal prospect for you look like? What are the parameters that you put on it? Yeah. We – difficult to answer for two reasons. The For the Chamber Direct product, for instance, we are typically – we are strictly focused on Chamber members and not all, but typically smaller companies. Like 80%, like I said earlier, 80% of the membership are 50 employees or less. So for them, it could be anybody. It could be somebody who just needs one direct marketing campaign. So, Alan, what can a uh, a client expect to save by using services from print web technologies? Depending what product they're using, with our Chamber Direct product, we are very confident people can save up to fifty percent over traditional methods of going out and trying to do it on their own. Yeah, the cost That's are, considerable, fifty percent. It's very considerable. It really is. But when you take in the the price of buying creative. The time it takes to do that, not even equating really the time involved, strictly the the investment, but and then also printing cost, postage is what it is. We don't 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 have any leadway there because we're actually a link off of the homepage of the chambers site. It's uh, CincinnatiChamber.com. We're on the right hand side. We're, there's a, our logos there. You click on that, it kind of take you take folks through the process. But you go there and you can see the pricing for yourself. It's all there it's, and it's quick and easy. So if we could equate the time savings could be greater than that. <laughs> so with our streamlined product, it's really hard to quantify. It just depends on the client and how much they have going through it. I can tell you that with the the streamlined application, again, working with the real estate company we were talking about earlier, they, they probably average a 35% savings year over year, which is significant for them because there's a lot of work that goes through that. And kind of lastly, with our print for a purpose platform, um, you know, we're talking more of an individual basis there because those are individuals that are at home buying these things. The pricing on those compared to the larger sites that are out there, again, like the snapfish.com or Hallmark or Kodak, you know, we're going to be about 15% under where they are on an individual basis. And again, depending on the product, they fluctuate a little bit, but it's very competitive. And really our contention is to, even if it's the same, or even a tiny bit more. You know, you're still supporting a cause that you don't with any other platform. So, Alan, let's take a short break here, and let's get back to this subject right after the break. This message is short and to the point. 
In business, you don't get paid for what you know, you get paid for what you sell. Yet many salespeople leave their skills to chance. They often think, let me think it over. They write proposals that go nowhere. They lower their price to get the order. They wind up chasing prospects through the voicemail maze. It doesn't have to be that way. The best salespeople were not born great. They learned it. I'm Mike Roth of Roth & Associates. We're famous for our expensive, difficult sales training. We're not for everyone. We build the best sales prospectors and sales negotiators on the planet. Are you in sales? Are you ready to get deadly serious about your career that feeds your family? Are you ready to make a change? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523. Sandler's most experienced trainer in Cincinnati, 646-6523. This is Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-646. 6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Alan Greer of Print Web Technologies. Alan, before the break we were talking briefly about printing for a charitable cause. Yes. And maybe you could tell the folks how it would benefit the cause for every $100 in posters or wall hangings or these vinyl things that you talked about that stick to walls and flat surfaces. <laughs> right. For every $100 that they generate, how much is actually going to go to the charity? 25% of the purchase price. So if they so $25. They sell a $100 hanging, it's going to get $25. That is correct, right? So that's not, not, not a bad deal. No, I think it's great for everybody. The reason being is there's no cost to the actual organization to implement the program. So everything is on our servers. We maintain it. We set everything up. And so, you know, there's really no cost to them and just an added fundraising tool for them. It's not going to be the end all for them, but it's a nice added benefit. Uh, plus, they get the branding with it, too, because on the on a greeting card, for instance, you know, on the back of the greeting card, it'll have, it'll say Hallmark or whatever. Well, this will be, you know, has their uh, information on it. So people know where they got it and why, why, they're, why they purchased this card, that kind of thing. So, um, How widely accepted has this, this service been? Well, again, it's new. We are currently we have uh, seven active clients, and we have three more in the process as we speak that we're setting up right now. Uh, actually, later today, I'm meeting with uh, another uh, potential client. He says they want to do it, you know, but we have to. We have to. I, I want kind of want to go through it with them and make sure we understand uh, everything they need and so forth. But so you know, it's great for the organization, the end user. I think it's a great benefit because the products are top quality. Uh, everything's printed digitally, but it's in the top digital equipment that's available today in the market. So the pricing's good. 
and plus you get the benefit of giving giving back a little bit um and it's good for us i mean it's this is not our um our sole business model this is something we want to we put together because we think it's good to kind of give back and put a product out there that works um you know we're not getting rich on this by any means uh, and that's not our intent you know our intent is to if we can um hopefully make a little bit on it over the long term to keep it going but you know, we also do a lot of other things in our company. So, um, have you approached any of the larger national charities for their participation? We haven't. We haven't really yet. We we do have a two international clients. One's the Oceanic Society, based out of San Francisco, and they're an ocean con- conservation. Okay. Uh, um, so they're international. They have locations all over the world. Uh, the other one is Polar Bears International, um, and they're. Uh, their main mission is uh, global warming, getting getting the 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 word out. But again, they're also their international organization. No, I, yeah. I thought the polar bears were the guys who jump into the the river in <laughs> right. January when it's below zero. Yeah, the, the, actually, I could you probably call them. They probably need some help. But uh, you no, probably the, should <laughs> you probably should talk to uh, Rotary International up in uh, Evanston. Okay. Yeah. Probably a lot of applicability to what you're doing that could be passed back to the local clubs. I would love to talk to them. I know you're involved, so we'll 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 talk offline about that. I'd love to contact them. The it really with polar bears. I mean, we, you know, internationally we got involved with them through the zoo. Uh, I also actually, my wife and I both volunteered at the Cincinnati Zoo, and uh, that's how I made the contact there. But you know, we haven't we haven't really approached a large national uh, organizations yet, but they're they're definitely on the on the horizon. Okay, I like to ask. Our guest, you, you, you've led companies for more than 10 years, Alan. Right. And you've had employees. Yes. Maybe you can give our, our listeners a leadership tip as a leader. My best experience. Stuff to do. Stuff to do. Number one thing, I think, is to listen. I think, and what I've seen with other entrepreneurs and so forth, is that they get an idea in their head and they won't look left or right sometimes. They just have have the binoculars on looking straight ahead. So sometimes they're not really listening to their employees maybe like they should or even their customers for that matter. So I just think that you got to kind of step away from your ego maybe sometimes and, you know, listen to what people say and, and, and take their feedback seriously. That, and again, I, I relate that to myself because I think early on when I, first, when I started my first company, I, I never looked at myself as having a big ego or anything like that, but I definitely felt that I knew the best way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people, I mean, you know, that's some of what being an entrepreneur is about is, you know, you have the, you got to have some confidence when you're going out there to, to do this, um, go out on your own or whatever. So, but with that, I just think it's, um, it's not all about you. And that's what I think you kind of need to keep in mind. And also, and also, don't be afraid to ask advice. You know, I, I think some of that, too, looking back, was I, I don't think I really asked an, enough people that had already been there. And some of that was, you know, maybe my age at the time, too. I think over the years, I've kind of wised up a little bit. And so even before going into things, and even major business decisions, you know, we I have people I talk to to bounce ideas off of. And so do you have a formal uh, board of advisors? We do not. Informal. 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 Yes, right. we do. Right. We do. And actually, you know, we've been talking about it. I actually have met with a few people about doing that. 
And, you know, I, I think it's something we will do. And I, I definitely see the value in it. But, you know, right now we've, we're in the midst of launching a lot of things in, in a short amount of time over this past year. So we're now have things pretty much settled, pretty much in place. Business is going. So now we're we're looking at things like that much stronger. Mm. I, I'll throw a caution at you, you know. I, sure. You never want to fly in a plane that was designed by a committee. True. <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. Uh, in small businesses, and my experience is that the entrepreneur, the driven person, the CEO, the president, the owner, uh, those are the ones who really know the business, and the people on the so-called advisory uh, board uh, are, in many cases, delaying tactics or be uh, alarmists, and they'll cause diversion from the real business uh, problems to new problems which aren't business critical and in some businesses you can afford the diversion you have plenty of manpower you have plenty of of cash in in other businesses diversions are kind of a uh, a road to a nation stagnation sure yeah, I, I totally understand, and I think uh, with, with the board we're looking at, we're just looking at a few people. We're not going to have a not going to have a huge committee, um, and the uh, I look at it as more help help for me to maybe look at things from a broader view at, at some at some points. So, like I say, let's say the advisors is the operative word. You don't have to take their advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and some some organizations use an advisory board. Um, as a sounding board to prove that their own ideas are the ones that we're going to use and look at the advisory board. They told us to do it. And the advisory board includes customers. And I've always felt that's kind of uh, a mistake. I don't think I would do that. Yeah. Uh, Have you done any test marketing on your products in in terms of uh, actual research? The uh, we did for uh, the print for a purpose platform for for the chamber we did very we really didn't um, other than talking to people um, with uh, with print for a purpose you know we took it to we took it to some folks we created product um, did you do a focus group uh, not formal not formal we did uh, we we did some with um, potential customers. You know, we actually create a product. What do you think? How'd you like it? How'd you like the quality? Yeah. Are there other products? Uh, one thing I didn't mention, gosh, I can't believe I forgot this because we're actually very excited about it. Uh, with that, we're going to be adding an apparel line uh, that is sustainable clothing. That, sustainable clothing. Clothing right. is going to be made out of cotton or paper. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's... Uh, it's Maybe wool. Well, it's uh, a 50-50 polyester cotton blend. Polyester is created from recycled plastic bottles, mm. and the cotton is from scraps in the textile industry. Uh, and so, what's what's kind of cool about it is, you know, it's it's uh, I say sustainable meaning it's made from recycled materials, um, and we can do one-offs. So we can create one shirt, one hoodie, whatever. Uh, what's good about that from the organization is. To, to get into apparel, usually buying inventory, 
you know, you have colors to maintain, you have sizes to maintain, you have um, somewhere to you have to put it, uh, that kind of stuff. So um, is kind of following suit with creating a greeting card or whatever for their other products. Um, the venues that we work with will be able to offer, you know, T-shirts and hoodies, which are just amazing quality. These will be like silk screened or embroidered. There, uh, it's dye sublimation, which I don't want to get too technical here, but actually the the uh, the image um, is actually uh, penetrates the fabric. So with silk screen, you know how you kind of get the it kind of gets that plastic feel. Sure, it's on the, the surface. It's on the surface. Well, this is, and it's impregnated into the fabric, so it lasts virtually uh, forever, but it lasts a lot longer, and it feels better and all that. So um, You'll have to bring by a sample that says I will. <laughs> web print technologies. Right, I know. We will. We will. Uh, so the uh, we're still a little bit away from launching that. We're in the development stage right now. But uh, Sounds like an interesting product. Yeah, it's great. You know, it, it, you can print as many, if I want one in size small and 12 in size large. Exactly. And I want three sweaters. Are you going to do sweaters? Uh, we, no, right now we're only doing T-shirts and hoodies. T-shirts and hoodies. Hoodies, yes. You'll have to see... Matt Motes over at Avalanche Ice. He probably needs some uh, Avalanche Ice hoodies. Okay. I'm writing this down. Maybe you can give our listeners, Alan, one last tip on how to buy market marketing or print. I, I would just have to tell them to call us <laughs> in the short answer. Uh, so you think it's always cheaper to use a third-party uh, as opposed to going out to a print company themselves? Uh, my estimation is going through us, that's true. I think if you're working with a print broker, you need to be a little careful. My experience over the years has shown me that there's a lot of brokers that are definitely connected to just certain certain suppliers that they work through. So a lot of them may just have one printer that they rep but they want to be on their own, doing their own thing. And I don't think that's the best way to go. I, I think you need to look for somebody who has a truly unbiased position in the situation that they're going to give, be able to offer every every possibility to get something produced. And the main reason is the digital technology today. Digital technology uh, is just amazing what it can do. The quality level is excellent. Turnaround times are quicker. So you're looking at? a broad array of vendors to provide the best quality price and delivery consistent with what the end user is looking for. Correct. And right. an end user themselves won't be necessarily up to date without spending a lot of time, money, and effort. Exactly right. I said it better than I did, actually. Can I use that? Sure you can. Great. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, Alan, thanks again for appearing on the show with us today. Uh the copy of Five Minutes with Vito is for you. That's very nice. I believe Thank you that so much. is one of the autographed editions by both uh, Dave Matson wow. and uh, Tony Paranella. It is. And so that'll be an extremely valuable book for, from a collectible perspective, as well as from the perspective nice. of Thank actually you. using the material in there to call on Vito. If you need to call on Vito and you want to find out how to do it with the Sandler Sonic system, give us a call. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 
753-9400.